Days of Tshuva, uh, preparation for Yom Kippur. Amazing opportunities to come closer to Hashem. Of course, that every person, no matter where he is, in which, in what situation, um, he finds himself in life, he always close to Hashem and just need to find a way to attach himself to Him. The way to do it is with simple truth, with pure intention, with goodwill. <clears throat> I read something interesting. A friend sent it to me um, earlier. Something wonderful from the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. The Baal Shem Tov said that he was bringing closer to Hashem even the people who were sinning, even the sinners, God forbid, when they were humbled. But he was rejecting even scholars who were learning Torah, even that they are not sinning, like not sinners, but that were arrogant. And he said that when the person is a sinner and he knows it, he knows that he's sinning. So because of that, he's humble in his mind. And therefore, Hashem is with him. Because Hashem is with his people even when they are impure. But with that person, the scholar, even though that he is not a sinner, but the fact that he is arrogant is rejecting Hashem Barach from him. Because it's written, en ani Me and him cannot live in the same place, Hashem is saying. We see from that the real true intention that we should have in every step of the way. Always to recognize the humility of people, the good qualities of their spirits, and to attach ourselves to them based on that, to see the good that there is in every person, to try to talk to them about good things, to try to motivate them to search for their qualities, for their talents, for their abilities, and to help them to rise and to climb and to overcome their weaknesses and their and their all their defaults all their all their issues <clears throat> because when a person is humble so hashem is with him and when hashem is with you so you can achieve anything you want all your dreams can come true and this is why on that person who made and brought down to the world the largest amount of faith, wonders, and miracles that is Moshe Rabbeinu. It's written that he was the most humble person on earth. And once I heard a very nice talk about Moshe Rabbeinu, that um, a person asked, how can it be? that Moses, Moshe, was such a humble person, 
and was holding himself to be worse even than Bil'am, that we know that Bil'am was an evil person in Moses' generation, and he was like a horrible person. He was doing awful things. He was a black magician and 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 following his lusts and desires in horrible, horrible ways that even the Bible that is so clean is mentioning it in a way just to open our eyes to know how far we should stay from those awful ways um, of evil. And Moses was holding himself even worse than him. He was so humble. So that person asked, how can it be that he's still holding himself so humble while he can see clearly that Hashem never spoke to no one as he speaks to him. That no one of the righteous people in earlier generation was able to bring down wonders like him. That when Moses wants to speak with Hashem, Hashem is coming to talk to him, no matter where Moses is, no matter what what level he is holding. Like It's not that Hashem is coming to Moses and then Moses is talking to Hashem. If Moses is calling Hashem, Hashem is coming. Those amazing wonders that Moses was experiencing as a righteous man, as a leader of, of the nation of Israel, were standing in a contradiction to his understanding of his humility. How can it be that he was still so humble and thinks of himself as the worst person on earth, worse, on earth, worse even than Bil'am, while making those wonders coming true? Open the sea bringing down the, the, the plagues to, to save the nation of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians that were awful to them, that were abusing and, and murdering and, and, and torturing them for, for hundreds of years. He saw the wonders. He realized the level of his prophecy that was so high and, and, and that never, never, never happened before. So how can it be that on the same time he's holding himself as such a low person and, and being humbled. So I heard a very interesting explanation for that and it's a clear evidence of the real true humility of Moses, how Moses was grasping life, you know, understanding how things are really going in life. So it's written, the way Moses was looking at it was that it's written on the nation of Israel, that Hashem saved them from Egypt by himself, and not by his messengers, not using an angel to do that, and not a, um, a, not any other um, force, no kind of uh, entity to redeem and to save the nation of Israel. It's written, no, not by three kinds of angels that can serve and can, can do the job that Hashem will send them to do. Just Hashem, the Creator Himself, took them out of Egypt. So, the question why for the King, for the Creator of the world, to save the nation of Israel on His own, why that He wouldn't send the angels to save them, to redeem them from Egypt. So it's written that the contamination 
and darkness of Egypt was so severe, so strong, so awful, that even the purest angel of them all, if he would find himself going down to Egypt in those days, he would be damaged by the darkness of Egypt. So the contamination of Egypt was so strong that there was no angel that could have come and saved Am Yisrael without being hurt. So the creator of the world, he didn't have a choice. The place was so low, so horrible, so dangerous, that he, the only one that is above this world completely, was the only one that was able to go down to that place, to that rotten place, Egypt of those days, and to save the nation of Israel without being damaged. So Moses saw himself in the same way. He saw the defaults of his spirit, the lackings of his soul, and he recognized on himself with his humble eyes that no one else except for Hashem is able to save him. He looked at himself and he said, Hashem is so kind and so loving and caring that he realized that there is no rabbi in the world that can save me. There is no mentor, no teacher, no messenger, no angel that can come down to my place, to those places that I'm so broken that there is no chance in the world that I'll be healed by the power of any angel, of any, any rabbi, any righteous man, any, any, any messenger, except for Hashem Himself that can save me. So he saw all the wonders that took place in his life and the prophecy and the fact that Hashem is coming and talking to him in every moment, whenever he wants to speak with him, only as the reflection of Hashem's humility, only the, as a reflection of Hashem's kindness, unconditional love to him and his mercy for him to save him and to protect him. So, when we look at ourselves and when, when we recognize the mercy of Hashem, we should understand that it doesn't mean anything wrong about us. The fact that we are being loved by Hashem is showing our quality. Look at it from that angle. Try to recognize the beauty of this wonderful relationship. The Creator is godly. He's divine. He's coming from elsewhere. He's beyond this world. And our souls are also beautiful and spiritual and coming from heaven. But after we came down to earth on our mission, we has have has have have has has have been have been have been probably have been covered with with form with with physical structure with the body and since that moment and on we cannot separate ourselves from our bodies 
It's not like you, okay, you know what, today I'm going to be an angel. You, you cannot just, okay, today, that's it, I don't have a body anymore. No, you are trapped in your body. This is a, a life prison, right? So, prison for life. So, in that reality, the mercy and the kindness of Hashem are required for you. They are needed for you, for your completion. There is no way that you can succeed without the mercy and the kindness of Hashem. The only thing that we need to do is to recognize it, is to fill our hearts with gratitude and with love to Hashem, and to attach and to connect ourselves to that understanding that the mercy of Hashem are never-ending, and always, always, always to remember not to chase ourselves, and not to blame ourselves, and not to hate ourselves, and not to criticize ourselves. Just to realize that there's a mission on earth, and we are the ones who have been sent to fulfill our destiny, and to crown Hashem finally. And hundreds on hundreds of righteous people who came down to earth until today or maybe even thousands of righteous people who came down to earth until today every single one of them is playing a certain role and taking a certain part in bringing the redemption and to its completion to complete the light and to and to compose this wonderful tune of redemption that will be heard finally and then when it will be heard everyone will see in which part they were playing which form they dressed in different lifetimes and in the completion of the mission of their souls and every one of us is a spiritual soul, a spiritual divine entity that brings down to earth a unique version of his godliness, a pure sample of, of his light. And while you smile to a person in the street, while you choose to wear the blue shirt and not the, the yellow one, while you choose to, to, to buy those shoes and not other sh shoes, pair of shoes, while you choose to sit and learn Torah now and not to watch a, a silly movie, when you choose to, to, to invite guests for Shabbat or any, any good thing that you do in your life, when you choose to, to, to give from your time to someone else and to sit with him and to assist him and to help him, if it's on the phone, if it's in person, if it's in, 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 as a mitzvah, or just that you even enjoy spending time with a person, and the light is just shining through you because it's your nature to do good, and you're not looking to, oh man, I'm going to do something good today. You know, you're just simply being nice with a person, with your neighbor. You just give him a hand, you know, to bring his shoppings, uh, to, to his house on the fourth floor, okay? Just like being simply you. By doing that, you are spreading the light of Hashem and you're shining the light of Hashem that's been given to you, that's been treasured inside of you. 
And by that you are crowning Hashem on His creation by just simply allowing the light to shine through you. And which kind of light? The light of goodness. Ask yourself, who is Hashem? Who is the Creator? The Creator is the King of mercy. Okay, so I need to be merciful. He is the source of kindness. Okay, so I should be kind. He is generous. He is loving. Okay, I should be generous. I should be loving. Ask yourself, is he straight and honest and truthful? Okay, I need to be the same. If he is loving and caring and supporting, I need to do those things. If he is the source of wisdom, so I need to shine the wisdom as well. If he is revealing the faith and he is the source of miracles and wonders, I should be the miracle in, in the life of, of another person. I should do the best that I can to, to reflect his light because I've been created in his shape, in his form, in his spiritual, it's called tselem, figure. And therefore, the qualities of my soul that is spiritual meant to shine and to reflect the godly light of the Creator Himself. Maybe even we can say that we are His light while just being who we are, just by allowing the light shine through us in our words, in our eyesights, in our belief, in our speeches, in our way of behavior, expressing ourselves with good attributes, with nice manners, being polite and clean, never throw things on the ground, on the floor, being nice, never being rude, not fighting with people, never to scream at no one, always to be as kind as you can never to insult a person in public, never to hurt another person's feelings and emotions, never to, 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 to be jealous. And if you find yourself that you have some of those lackings, okay, so to take responsibility on yourself and to work on yourself. To serve God, it's not only to be nice and kind and soft and, and, and simple. It's also to fight against the evil inclination. It's also to stand against evil and to and to fight and to, to, to prevent it from, from damaging if it's an external evil inclination of other people who are trying to hurt poor people or innocent people, or if you find yourself that you are being played by the evil inclination and you are the one that is being destructive and, 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 and horrible and bad and mean, so you need to protect the world from yourself. And it doesn't mean that you are bad. It doesn't mean that you are evil. It means only that you have a responsibility to defeat the evil inclination in, in that way, in that aspect. Some are lucky to fight outside and some are lucky to fight inside. Some are lucky to fight in, in behind the enemy lines and some are meant to, to, to work and to fight in their own houses. Some needs to fight with other people and some needs to fight with themselves, with their own inclinations, with their own darkness, with their own fears. But who can say that that one is a greater hero than you? Do you know that that warrior, that fighter, that soldier would be the same good parent that you are if he would stand in your position? Do you know for sure that he was 
able to admit and to confess and to be humble and as nice as you were yesterday or today in those tests that you went through? No one knows. No one really knows who is a greater hero. And also there's no competition. Everyone has his own test, his own path, his own road, his own life mission. And that life mission also just just to bring you know more flavor to to that to that recipe to 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 make it a little bit more colorful you just need to understand that this lifetime is the final one it's like decorating the cake before serving it to the creator this is not the first floor of of the of the cake this is the topping this is where we are completing our tikkun, our correction. Today we are decorating, putting down on the cake those um, uh, sparkly, sparkling uh, um, candies and the cherries and the cream and the, and the, um, the royal icing and, and, and the chocolate and, and, and writing down the names and, and Mazalto, congratulations whatever you write down on your cake, to serve it, to, to present it in a way that, that it will be honorable to be served. But this is not the first layer of that cake. means that you, even though now dealing with a lot of work, with a lot of effort, and you have many things that you need to do, it's only because you try to correct and to fix it and to complete it. But this is not your first lifetime. In reality, we were here many, many times before. And now, you have a lot of work of decorating and completing the job. But in reality, you are on, on, on the last step before completing the race. And you were here maybe even tens of lifetimes. You were here so many times. And you were struggling with so many things. And you were achieving so many things. I told you once that tale that there was a king who wanted to conquer the a whole city. And there was a huge wall um, protecting, defending that city. And he brought his special forces army um, to fight against the warriors and to break the wall. And they couldn't do it. And they all died on that wall. And then he went back home and brought his so other soldiers, regular soldiers, and they came and also died on that wall. And then he went back and brought more soldiers and like the lowest and most broken soldiers came finally and they also all died. And then he just called the men, anyone that was above 13 and was like lower than, than 70 came and joined him in that war and they all died on that wall. And the king, he didn't know what to do because he had to conquer that city. It was, it was a must. He was supposed to, to conquer that city. And then he recognized, even though he was so broken and so close to despair, that the fact that he brought all the soldiers, even though that they all died on that wall, it did not, um, it was not for free. He saw that in their war, even though they all died on that wall, they cracked the wall badly. They damaged the wall badly. And then he ran back 
to his city, to his town, and called even the women and the elders and the children, and he asked them to come and help him. And even though that they were the weakest ones, they were no soldiers, they were no special um, units, they were just simple people, and with stones and, and, and sticks they came and they they overpowered the, the soldiers and the wall of, of that city and they conquered it after years of struggle. So you're going to say to yourself, what, the city will be uh, taken over by me, that I know myself, that I'm so weak, that I recognize inside myself so many lacking, so many like dark spots that I have inside of me. The answer is not, yes, definitely, yes, it's you, you're the one. No, it's because and by the merit of the earlier generations, the ancestors and the sages and all the righteous people and their prayers and the tears and the sweat and the, the effort and the blood and, and, and all the sorrow and pain and, 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 and tears of, 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 of grief and loneliness and terrifying nights that our nation experienced in thousands of years of, of war, the outcome that we are enjoying from today, even though the battle is horrible and was horrible, and we can never imagine the loss and the pain and, and the sorrow, the outcome still is that the warriors who fought in the earlier generations, they damaged the wall of the evil inclination badly. And we now by joining forces and following our loyal king and loving king, we can break that wall and we can enter to that city and we can conquer it and to crown Hashem back on his hometown, on Yerushalayim, on Mount Zion. And even though we are broken and that we are those elders, women and children, broken and, and, and torn burned to dust people, that we know that we don't have power, that we know that we don't have wisdom, that we know that we're not geniuses, not knowledgeable, not like we're just like we are who we are, you know, everyone carrying his scars and, and scratches and wounds. But in reality, our ancestors and the righteous ones they did such a strong job and they were so powerful in their war that they damaged the wall greatly. And we, by their merit and by their power, can defeat our enemy and conquer the city and bring it back to Hashem. And this is our mission. It doesn't make us better than no one. And God forbid, we never think that we are better than anyone else. We just need to join forces to do the best that we can, to recognize our own qualities and our wonderful, wonderful treasures that have been given to us by Hashem. And just to use them, one will sing, one will dance, one will learn, one will work, one will walk, one will, will decorate and, and make nice necklaces to, to, to the children. Everyone will do something that 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 will express the light that's been treasured inside of him by the Creator. 
we are not the one to to plan how the redemption will take place we are followers of the creator we are not here to say what is right and what is wrong we're not here to to correct the world we are here basically to correct ourselves and to try to do the best that we can to support and to help noble things to take place in the world to help as many people as we can to be nice and to be kind to be supportive to be friendly to spend time with our loved ones to take care of our families to listen to them to care about them to understand that the creator will take care of you even if you're going to spend another hour with your children with your spouse with your friends to do good to recognize the qualities in our siblings and to spread light, love, honor, respect and all good qualities that has been treasured inside of us by Hashem. And may His blessing hover upon us all and heal us all and bring the redemption in our days in front of our eyes to see it and to enjoy it and to see all our siblings coming back from the darkness of exile the forgotten tribes of Israel. I can tell you how, how much I miss you all, how much I miss all those amazing people. Can't wait to see you coming back in, uh, in tribes, in thousands, in millions. Millions will come. Millions will join us. It's not going to be the Jewish story it's the nation of Israel story. The nation of Israel story. The story of the lost children of Jacob who found their way back to their hometown, to, their, to the promised land, to the land that had been promised to them and to our father Jacob. The land of Israel does not belong to the Jewish people. It belongs to the tribes of Israel, to the whole, whole nation of Israel. Twelve tribes, hundreds of millions of people will enjoy the complete land of Israel. And the whole world will surrender to the kingship of heaven. The Creator will shine upon us all, on hundreds of millions of people. Hundreds of millions of people. probably going to be 600 million people or so. Hundreds of millions of people. All will be redeemed in our days. Amen.